everyone welcome to the faith and fandom podcast today we are doing the artist's alley aftermath for galaxy con raleigh 2022 and you know one of the things that you look at when you do a show for years on repeat is you kind of you, you know what to expect you know what not to expect and a lot of times you get some surprises. So I've been doing the Galaxy Con shows since they were SuperCon. And I have been a panelist at every show. And I have been a vendor at every show but last year because of scheduling conflict where I was speaking at a camp. And I couldn't do it. Um but I've been a part of every year, and so it's been a, a great experience to see, but uh, this was my first time, you know, since 2019 actually having my booth at GalaxyCon Raleigh, um, so I was grateful, and uh, some pretty cool experiences all around, um, but yeah, let's, let's get popping. Uh, first of all, this is a four-day show. It is a show where... You know, the amount of time that you spend on the show floor shadows basically any other show. They run the same amount of time of, of like San Diego. And uh, they have late night activities that rival any other show out there. Um, and I'll say this. I didn't see a single late night activity. I did not see the convention uh i did this show by myself and it's too big and there's too much to do um on your own and so in years past vincent has gone with me or rachel or uh i believe stephanie spent some time there um my daughters have done the richmond show with me but uh galaxy con raleigh is a a, a beefy entity to take on solo as an artist and you know there's tons of celebrities all around i didn't i didn't even see the celebrity side of the building i honestly covered just enough of the room to get from the escalators to my table um and that's not a complaint or a whine that's just like that's just where I'm at in terms of that because, you know, this is a show for a lot of people to enjoy and I'm grateful they get to enjoy it. Um, but I didn't, I was not going into this with, hey, I'm going here to meet a celebrity. The only celebrity I was like super pumped to meet was uh, Kevin Smith or possibly just Brendan Fraser. But I just wanted to see Brendan Fraser smile because, you know, that's what we do. But uh, honestly, more than anything, GalaxyCon is a chance for me to see people I've made connections with and to make connections with people I've not met yet. And so I'm, I'm grateful that even though I wasn't like getting autographs or photos, um, that I actually just got to go be part of this and be part of all that it was. 
Um, it was also great for me, affordability. Um, I bought no food at the con other than a uh, smoothie on after I loaded in and set up because I literally felt like I was going to go into uh, shock if I didn't get something in my system and I was overheated. So, um, yeah, I didn't spend money on food. I also uh, didn't buy anything. Uh, well, I did, but not really. I bought a Galaxy Con t-shirt um, because they made a Stranger Things knockoff of the Hellfire Club. And I bought three stickers. So, four days of con time. Uh, and I walk away with three stickers and a shirt of the show itself. I think I'm doing pretty good. Um, but, yeah, it was pretty great. So, uh, one notable thing is it's just hot loading in in the armpit of July but it was really cool but uh, I got set up uh, and to note that the artist spaces are small ish they're not really small compared to you know any other place that gives you a six foot bubble of space but six feet is hard to uh, adjust to when you are used to a little bit more and I've been really blessed this year that if I'm not mistaken, every show I've done, uh, I've been beside a table where someone didn't show and I got to spread out. Or uh, I just had a big space to begin with. Um, like a GalaxyCon Richmond, uh, they had a little extra space, so they bumped me up to a booth that cost twice what I paid or three times what I paid. So I had space for days. Um, but this one... <laughs> I literally had to stay in my lane and it was a tiny, tiny wedgie of a space, but I'm not mad at it. It was good. Um, so with that got set up and this was the first show premiering. Um, this is the first galaxy con that actually had book seven, book eight, and can I still wear my cape? So we had three new books at this show alone. Um, so it was a lot. So just looking through day one, um, cosplays were great. And this is just to say this for the better part of the year, the most frequented cosplay I saw was Nezco from Demon Slayer. That title has officially passed on to Yor and Anya from Spy Family. There were more Yor and Anya cosplays than uh Nezco by a long shot and there were more cosplays of the one dude from Demon Slayer that says flashy you know the guy with the swords and the jewels and the three wives that guy um so there were more cosplays of that guy than Nezco so it was just crazy to see the shift in culture of what um of like you you can gauge what's popular by the cosplays and you know Nezco has taken a back seat to some other anime characters so that was fun uh my high school best friend Billy uh who has been around my life for more than half of my life uh was vending with a board game uh called Sellouts on the show floor so I got to see him more times this weekend than I've seen him in the last like two years. 
So that was really cool. And we actually, uh, after the first night, we went out to dinner uh, with the entire sellouts team. And I got to help give them a little bit of input on uh, how to better use their time at the con for their game. And beyond that, we also ate some really good sushi and ramen. And we talked about community and uh, the ways that uh, <laughs> we talked about church hurt. We talked about disappointment. Um, we were across the uh, uh, Brian O'Halloran from Clerks was also eating in the same restaurant as us and that was fun you know just walking in and seeing brian o'halloran um and he there's like an aquaman cosplayer that had forgot his trident at the sushi restaurant so when aquaman came back in to get his trident you know brian o'halloran loudly said you know it's good sushi when aquaman comes back um you know so it was fun you know just a little humor from a celebrity and everybody got the chuckles and all but it was really good actually just getting to eat dinner with my friend and to uh, go and do that. But also, I was flipping tired. And, uh, you know, that was the long day. I left at like uh, 6.30 a.m. and I got to my hotel room um, close to 11 p.m. So, yeah. But that was good. His daughter, Deanna, was also there. And I've known Deanna since birth. Um I held her in diapers as and played GameCube when I was still in my early 20s. So, yeah. Um, some great cosplays there were a couple Nacho Libre cosplayers, which was really cool. I saw a weird Al Yankovic with an accordion, um, a Samus or two, but, you know, it was great. Um, I got to see some friends. Uh, Kathy uh, was there. Uh, the Benson clan um, slash Glenn... Uh, Alicia and Michael are literally some of my favorite people in the nerd world. Alicia is the reason I had panels at GalaxyCon last summer because I'd given up the idea of trying since I didn't have a booth. And she encouraged me. So everything fruitful that came out of Faith and Fandom at GalaxyCon Raleigh last summer came because of her encouragement. Um, so that was really neat. Um, and... I'm just grateful for that experience. Um, got to see Jason Bullock, who is one of our Patreon supporters, and see him for a few times. He also competed in the Nerd Slam, but I'll get back to that. Um, and, yeah, just a really good day uh, with being at the show floor. And um, Thursday's a shorter day. Thursday is from uh, 2 to 8. So it's not crazy long, but it's long enough. But uh, I had a, I had a good day Thursday, um, some good experiences overall with that. Uh, Friday came our first day with a panel, and uh, I did the Finding God and Geek Culture panel, and that's the panel where we really are just discussing different people's perspectives, and you know the fact that many of us grew up with a idea that there had to be a division. Like, that you couldn't love God and also uh, love nerdy stuff. And from the satanic panic of, um, like, Dungeons and Dragons to Harry Potter to Pokemon, stuff like that. There's there's a whole thing where 
if you were geeky, you felt like you were automatically evil. Um, and so we, we usually have a panel discussing that, but also encouraging people to look for spiritual content in their stuff and let it be an encouragement, but also use discernment. So that's a, a big point. Uh, the, the actual PowerPoint slides of mine were uh, the division, most encur- encouraging moments, discouraging moments, and using discernment when you look for things. Uh, but it was really cool, too, because I got to bring on Ashley Cox from Fangirling Over Jesus into that panel. And if you don't know Ashley, Ashley is uh, just a passionate actor and designer. Um, she makes really cool apparel that is way trendy and stylish. Um, and she has a creative heart and mind for that. But uh, she she does kind of similar, like, shirt ideas like the faith and fandom but way better and i'm not even saying that in like a self-depreciating way her stuff's just really really better and it looks good and um she has a really cool habit of uh designing something of a character and then giving it to that actor which is a lot more uh easy to receive from a celebrity than like a thick bible study um so like at a previous con she gave um uh the voice actor for Anakin and and the voice actor for Ahsoka shirts that she had made that had both uh a really cool design but also scripture and at this show she gave the voice actor for Obi-Wan one as well it's just really cool um but fangirling over Jesus you can check her out on Facebook, Instagram, Etsy but uh I'm a big fan of her heart and her mission and uh, so I got to bring Ashley on the panel and she didn't have the rigidity of, you know, the same experience that a lot of other people did. But she has a good voice for discernment and those things. So it was really cool having her on the panel and giving her that chance. And um, not that she needed a chance from me, but just she it she should have a platform and helping her to share mine is a great one, because if there's anyone I would trust to just take the reins of anything I'm doing it would absolutely be Ashley um so we got to do a panel together um and had a lot of good discussion with that but I'm going to speak on a negative and it I don't know if it's a negative of others or if it's a negative of me but uh it was definitely a speed bump so early on when um I was asking people about discouraging moments that they had had in terms of uh, their journeys with faith and geek culture. Um, There was a young man named Caleb who was sharing his story, and um, Caleb was speaking. And while Caleb was speaking, there was a woman in the back of the auditorium who was uh, holding her hand up, you know, like a little kid that really has to pee in class. And she was literally flailing her arms around to get my attention. And, uh, as she did this, I, you know, noticed her, I tried to acknowledge, Hey, I see you. I'll be with you in a second. And, um, I eventually, you know, just asked Caleb to pause for a minute because we were changing topics and she asked what my qualifications were to be leading this panel. Like what, what did I have? What did I have like in terms of education or experience that would qualify me to lead this panel? And, it just threw me off um, because it was the, the attitude was not a 
good attitude that I was being asked with. And so, you know, I tried to respond accordingly and lovingly of, you know, that I have a degree in divinity. Uh, I've been doing this professionally as a geek for like 10 years. Um, you know, I forgot to even mention, you know, I wrote eight books on this. Um, you know, but, you know, I was trying to just politely, you know, answer her question. Um, and then, you know, I also said that this is a fan panel, you know, and anybody's qualified to run a fan panel if it's approved by GalaxyCon. And, you know, I answered, and but she was obviously still very frustrated by my existence in that space. And eventually she kind of stormed out. Um, I tried to bounce back from that pretty well, but, uh, I have to say it was discouraging. Um, and what was more discouraging to me, like, is the fact that I held on to it. I absolutely should have let that go. And I didn't like it carried over basically the rest of the weekend. Um, I had different moments where I wasn't letting it bother me, but I kept finding myself bouncing back to that. And that's, that's silly of me to expect to do something without any kind of negative feedback. But, you know, I guess I still hope for that. Um, but I know that's foolish. Um, but the, the thing that I was disappointed in myself in is the fact that I let it bother me because I'm not kidding. I had, let's say 30 people come up to me individually to tell me how much they really were impacted and encouraged by the panel. But I still let that one lady's question bug me. Um, and that's stupid of me. And shows a little lack of maturity and, uh, you know, growth and even faith that I would let one person's negative comment you know, just derail me to that level. Um, because I, you know, I'm used to people walking by the booth and like obviously not enjoying what we have but it, it just it felt different in that moment so if you were at that panel and i was not on my a game i apologize we also had technical difficulties at the beginning but again i ugh, wasn't great um but i'm learning and growing with that but also the same thing like uh the next morning I got into the hotel elevator and my hotel is legitimately uh, 13 minutes away from the convention center. So I'm trying to be on that budget life. Um, and in my hotel, 13 minutes away from the convention center, I get in the hotel the next morning, uh, Saturday morning to go get coffee. And a guy says, Oh, your panel was great yesterday. I just really enjoyed it. So like <laughs> even that, like, the next morning, someone was telling me bright and early how much the panel meant, and I still clung to that one negative comment. So, uh, hey kids, don't do that to yourselves. Uh, don't hold on to the one negative when you literally have a flood of positive, and because that's that is not very cash money. Uh, so don't do that because I did that and it was not fun. Um, beyond that, though, uh, Friday went really well. Overall, I really believe um, uh, the panel started out pretty early because I think our panel was at uh, two. But 
had a good day. Had a really good day um, with the panel itself. And let me pit, pop in here and see. My friends uh, Sherry and Crystal and Henry were all at the at the show that day. Um, Sherry's one of my long-term adult friends from like childhood up. Crystal is one of my former college students and Henry is her husband and I got to officiate. Did I officiate? Yeah, I officiated their wedding and DJed. Um, so yeah, it was really cool to see them there. Um, they also, uh, bought me a cowardly lion painting. Um, and I was grateful for that because, you know, Oz still means something to me. I got to see my friend Jeremy. Uh, she is a cosplayer that, uh, was just a super dope cosplayer. And I was really looking forward to seeing her and her whole family did this really cool, uh, homemade dress, uh, Mario vibe. And it was really neat. Um, there were a great handful of Eddie Munson cosplayers as well. And I designed a, the Shire is burning some Mordor it is sticker. Um, and so I gave it away to every Eddie cosplayer that I saw at the show. And so I gave away a lot of, give away a lot of Eddie stickers. Um, and, uh, you know, I even had people come by the booth looking for me when I wasn't there in that one little hour. Um, but you know, I was legit grateful, uh, that people were so encouraging and so helpful with that. So Friday was a good day, but, um, honestly just getting to share the stage in time with Ashley was a huge win and bonus for me. Uh, day three though was some serious gangster ish. Um, Saturday is the big day. It is the day when all the things are happening and all the stuff is going on and all the people are there. And, uh, I had forgotten one of my cables for recording in a panel room for the geek discussion and so I went right before the show opened and it would literally look like the worst zombie apocalypse ever just trying to get through there to get it but um started out the day with seeing a Eddie Munson Scott Pilgrim shirt and I took that lady's picture and I said if you come find my booth I'll give you a sticker and I did um there's a really cool cause Captain America cosplayer and he was wearing uh under his Captain America cosplay of faith and fandom bracelet and I haven't done bracelets in a hot minute, and I only literally have one bracelet left. And the fact this dude was rocking it, I thought was really, really cool. Um, and it was encouraging to me as well. Uh, we did Nerd Slam, me and LJ and Monica. And Nerd Slam packed it out. Nerd Slam packed it out, and I'm really proud of LJ for uh, working towards this and organizing this. And I've got to be a part of the comic-con version of nerd slam for a long time and i'm really grateful because it's been an awesome experience um but lj just continues to do great work with it um, but they filled out the big room or the big panel room at least um but i'm talking massive is the biggest panel that i got to be a part of for the weekend um and they filled out competitors really fast um and i'll say that the guy who won was incredibly impressive it's this really cool 14 year old boy who knew literally everything about Godzilla. Um, and I can't, you know, I was just going to ask how many Godzilla films had been made, period. Um, and I had to Wikipedia this because, you know, I don't know that stuff. Um, and it said that there were 32 uh, 
Japanese films and four American films. And so 36. And so I asked him that as the final question to take him out. And I listened to this kid straight off, straight up name all of the films in order by name under his breath as he counted them. And I'm telling you, this dude was a flipping gangster. Um, past that as well. Uh, my friend Deborah Lanham, uh, who is a cool cosplayer, and she helped me with a geek church last year with worship. But uh, she's a really cool friend of mine. Um, she's an excellent uh, crafter, creator. Um, she also is a hardcore theologian. Much more so than me, actually. She has much uh, more education and study, and she is a, you know, just a gangster of doctrine. She made a full cosplay by hand of the Galaxy Con mascot, um, which is a cool little space girl. And her daughter just happens to be the perfect size and um, shape and age for that person. Uh, and so she cosplayed as that and they won the chairman's award, like a freaking wrestling belt of, uh, you know, just coolness with that. So that was neat. And, but getting to see that throughout the day and getting to see her, um, I also got to see some camp fam and that was really cool to see them there as well. Um, and again, the Bensons killed it or because, uh, they, uh, wear a different matching family cosplay every day. Uh, like one day was uh, Flynn and Rapunzel and Pascal. One day was Obi-Wan, uh, Padme, and uh, uh, Ewok. I mean, they, they just kill it. And they did so good with it. I saw a Moss from the It Crowd cosplay that was really great. Um, yeah, I mean, there are just so many great cosplays all around. Um, there was a Cobra Kai Jedi, which I just thought was really cool. Um, but Nerd Slam really did take up the the heat in the heart of Saturday. And, uh, you know, I'm grateful to have been a part of that. But I was uh, definitely wiped and drained from that. Um, Geek Church. Uh, you know what? Geek Church was about as good as I could ask for on Sunday morning. Um, Scott Hennis, who is a cosplayer minister friend from Wilmington, North Carolina, a guy who I actually met at a Raleigh show. I can't remember if it was a NC comic con show or if it was a galaxy con, but I met Scott at a Raleigh show, uh, years ago. And, um, he was at the show on Saturday, drove all the way to Wilmington, then drove back to lead worship on Sunday. And, Y'all, it was a smart move for me because if you've ever been in a geek church service with me and I'm doing music and the message and the production stuff, it's overwhelming and I can only give so much of me in terms of bandwidth to actually do things well. And so asking Scott to come lead worship was a very smart idea because Scott did a way better job than me. But it was great. Uh, we had a you know, pretty full room, uh, especially for 10 a.m. on a Sunday morning. Um, there's posts, there's pictures and videos and stuff up there as well. Um, but I did a message on, uh, Stranger Things season four, kind of a, like a short version of the chapter that I just posted recently. Um, but I was super grateful. Like when I 
said my little last little bit uh, from the service, I felt like a good weight off of me just because I had no other real responsibility for the rest of the day other than maintain my booth and not fall asleep which I was dressed as a shy guy and I legitimately was so tired that a couple times I contemplated putting on my mask and just falling asleep and waiting until someone woke me up I was that tired um in fact one point some you know because some people just be super brash and not in a bad way just open one kid just walked up you look really really tired and just walked away um but uh, again, I got to spend a really good amount of time with Ashley Cox and her mom on Sunday afternoon and just talk about con life, con ministry, future possibilities and stuff like that, logistics. Um, she spent a good time pouring into me and encouraging to me after the service. Because um, one of the things, as I mentioned uh, in the service, that I have like, you know, the Ted Lasso goldfish memory, but in the bad way that I forget that I'm valued by other people or loved pretty quickly. And, uh, I struggle with that sometimes. Um, and so she took some time to really pour into me to be an encouragement with that. Um, and yeah. Oh, one of the other really big things is, um, I got to talk to a family. Um, there's a family that I knew from the show who, uh, I've known in the nerd world forever. And, um, they've been a part of our life for a long time. And, uh, I'm pulling up their name just so I make sure I don't like, you know, say the wrong thing because I'm not always good with names, um, for everything. And, uh, I'll just say this, the, the um, the Serum family, uh, but they are a family from Raleigh and, uh, they have a young son and we met them at next fest in Fayetteville. Like, uh, one of the two or three times that I had my booth set up at, um, next fest, which is a Christian music festival in Fayetteville, North Carolina, I had my booth set up there, met this family and they became a staple of any time we did like Fayetteville and Raleigh shows. And specifically uh, during the time frame when Vincent and I were still working together on a regular basis. And uh, he would always be really encouraging just as a little kid. And uh, he would, you know, be excited to see us every time. And uh, I hadn't seen him since 2019. And in 2019, he came up to my booth very, very excited and said, hey, there's a BB-8 mold. You need to start making BB-8 candles. So if you've ever seen pictures or bought a BB-8 candle for me, uh, it's because this kid took the initiative to tell me about it and do it. That same day he told me about the BB-8 mold, he also um, came up to me and told me that uh, I really needed to write a Phineas and Ferb story. And I did specifically uh, because this kid told me to. And even if you've, you've got book seven and you've uh, looked at it, um, the Phineas and Ferb chapter that's in there, he's credited for it. So, like, this dude's whole thing, uh, this little kid's input in my life, 
was pretty strong because I actually listened to him and, you know, because I listened because he was so encouraging and because it was actually something that meant a big deal to him. And so I haven't seen him since 2019. Um, <laughs> towards the end of Sunday, like when I'm already in my super sleepy phase, he comes bounding up to the table and like he beats his family there by like a short distance and like i this dude's like three feet taller now and um (laughs) he but he had the same smile the same very effervescent heart um of just pure joy and excitement i was like and you know as soon as he got up there i was like hey hey and i was like i got so excited like i was just as excited as he was i was like dude I started making BB-8 candles because of you. And like, you know, I told him that and like I showed him and I gave him a BB-8 candle. And I said, oh, and by that time his family had caught up to me. And I said, I wrote the Phineas and Ferb chapter for you because of you. And I gave him a hardback of book seven and uh, talked to his family for a long while, like 20, 30 minutes, just sat, stood there and talked to his family and, um, it was honestly like a big joyful family reunion and you know there are moments that just make a show worth it for me um geek church is a moment the panel even though i got my feelings was a moment um but getting to uh getting to reunite with this family And just the joy that was encouraging with that was 100% worth it. And um, I would have sat for 40 hours on that floor again just for that moment and for that encouragement. But uh, we, both of us, I think me as an individual, them as a family, left there way more encouraged just because... um, Just because of how beautiful and just really cool it was um so i'm grateful for that i mean other moments like that too was uh i you know the uh ashley cox and her fan or ashley cox pouring into me the benson family loving on me um it's just there's some really good stuff i also got to uh mentioned or also got to see let's see who was it um brian the bearded nerd um did a uh i got to meet him and we had a kindred heart and talk about just what this stuff looked like um he's more on the D uh end of the world and but uh with the same heart for christ as well so the um he is on Instagram as uh, Brian the Bearded Nerd, um, and he's got a really good platform there with that. But uh, you know, I just I just met some really cool people, had a lot of good encouragement, and um, it was not the finances mattered on that level specifically, but it was not the most like financially beneficial GalaxyCon. But on the same time, because of our Patreon team, it also wasn't the biggest detriment <laughs> that it wasn't that, like, um, there was a really good balance 
um, of things. So I was really grateful for how that played out and everything with that. So uh, GalaxyCon Raleigh was a win, absolutely. Um, I'm waiting right now for the pending acceptance of uh, what that looks like for me to be able to do GalaxyCon Raleigh next year, for them to approve it. Um, so yeah, <laughs> waiting, waiting on that all to go down. Um, so I just want to thank everyone that helped make that possible. Um, the church service is already recorded and edited. I'm just waiting to post it after I post this. Um, so that it'll be the last thing up for a while. And, uh, yeah, before we bounce out of here, I want to take a moment to thank our Patreon supporters, uh, Candace Davis, Jay Sheed, uh, Jillian, Jason Crutchfield, Mike Perna, Todd Turner, uh, John Jacobs, Zach Harris, Caleb Grimm. By the way, Zach Harris, some of your people, your former uh, flock, came by the booth and they miss you. Uh, Caleb Grimm, Jeanette Skaggs. I didn't get to see Jeanette Skaggs at this show because she's in London doing cool London stuff. And I'm excited that she actually was able to go adult and enjoy her life. Um, Chris Cook, Jason Bullock, who I got to see uh, at the show. Christina Ray, Sarah Lewis, who was at LeakyCon this weekend, which was pretty neat. Uh, Patrick Gale, Rebecca Godlove, and Adam Davis. Um, thank you all for supporting and making this possible because of your generosity and faithfulness with that. It was a lot easier to actually put this all together and do it. So thank you all. Uh, thanks for listening. And uh, love you. I'm praying for you. And see you at the next con. Which, by the way, my next con is... Uh, Greenville Comic Con, North Carolina, on August 13th. Bye, fam.